You're listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. I'm the senior pastor and one of the elders of Believer's Baptist Church, and I'm joined in this podcast by another one of the elders of the church, Philip Castleton. We want to thank you for listening in, whoever you may be and wherever you may be, and may the Lord bless this podcast to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. So, Philip, we are recording this in February of 2021. These these podcasts will be coming out in March, and we have recorded two already on this day. This is February the 23rd, and we've got now this third podcast that we're going to record and I bet you can't figure out the question. Five to one, I can. You take that? I'll take it. All right. All What's right. the question? The question is, what is wrong with playing the lottery? Oh, man. <laughs> it got me. <laughs> no. Uh, um, well, you know, there's a lot of things with, wrong with playing the lottery, and we could touch on the, the, the obvious things like... Uh, that it's a tax on the poor, um, you know, that um, the Bible says that if a man, well, from the very beginning, one of the things that marked this as, as, as human beings, even in the garden pre-fall, was that man had job to do. Man was created for work. Where even, even once um, this sinful life is over, we have work to do. Where men were men and women created to work, work right. for God. Work is not a bad thing. Um, w- w- the fall made work a burden. Right. But um, but work in itself isn't bad. And the Bible and, says that if man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Go ahead. Right. In fact, um, just to add to what you're saying, um, God had given to Adam the um, privilege and the opportunity to work, to cultivate the garden long before we read about the fall. Yeah, before it was a burden, before right. it was by in thorns and thistles and by the sweat of his brow. Right. Right. Um, before that, it was still, but but still, Adam was expected to work. Um, it, after the fall, we're told the same thing. You know, Paul says that, um, that those who steal shouldn't steal no more. They ought to work so that they'll have something to give. Right. Right. And that um, work in itself is, is a good thing. It's what we're intended to do. And if a man is lazy and he doesn't want to work, he should not eat. Right. So knowing that that is um, the system, that is the, the parameters with when, with, within which man has been created and, and is expected to exist, um, what is wrong with the, the lottery? Well, it's man... Um, looking for an easy way out of work. It's looking for a way to get rich quick. It's looking for a way to to um, take on um, money without the without it coming f- as a, as a response to a benefit from work. Right. So and but while let's be clear too, there are other ways that you can get money uh, that are commended in scripture, inheritance. Sure. Investing wisely. Mm-hmm. These things are given to us, uh, particularly in the book of Proverbs. We see the idea of investing wisely. So work um, would be the primary means that God has given us to earn a living for our own personal need. And then, as you said from Ephesians, to give. To give. And the the Bible doesn't have any particular explicit 
examples of the lottery as we know it in our culture today. No, but it does speak to gambling. Yes. Uh, in several cases, we have um, Samson gambling. He's got a wager yes. and judges um, soldiers gambling over the garments of Christ and, and Mark. Um, people casting lots. And there's a distinction to be made there because we see that even uh, in um, the casting lots. Uh, casting lots wasn't necessarily a way of, of getting rich quick as much as it was a way to try to discern oftentimes, not in all cases, oftentimes a way um, to discern God's will. Well, right. What does God want me to do? And we even have scriptures that says man casts lots, but God decides which way they which way they turn, right? Or right. which way it goes, the way which way it falls. So... Um, in fact, the lot is cast in the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. That right, thing, yeah. right. It is true. Um, this is one of those issues that you don't have. There are several issues that we deal with as believers that don't have explicit Bible verses or text of Scripture that you can go to. But the overall tenure, the overall teaching of the Scripture that informs us as to what the Bible would say. And so the Bible would say, even though it's not explicit, that um, gambling is never presented in a good light. No, it's not. And 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 we would have to ask ourselves as a principle, um, what is the intent? What is intended by the lottery uh, for those who play it? Well, what's the intended by the lottery? Those who facilitate it. Right. You know, um, you know, I... I in preparation for this, I saw someone talking the other day, and they said, well, some people try to articulate their defense by saying, well, in my state, the lottery is used to defend or, or finance education. Fair enough. Give money to education. Right. That's reasonable. But using it as a chance to make money um, you know, in, in a way that's uh, not legit is, it doesn't, um, isn't excused by where a, at least a portion of the money may go. Right, the ends doesn't justify the means in these situations. Right. The the main purpose of, of the lottery, the winning the lottery, is to gain money and gain a lot of money and gain it very quick. Right. That's the goal. Right? Without effort. Without any effort. So um it and and we would have to ask ourselves if everything I do is meant to be done to the glory and the honor and the praise of God, um, how does playing the lottery fit into that equation? Right. right. Ask ourselves this question, the old WWJD. Do you think Jesus would have played the lottery? Right? Right. Probably a question we ought to ask ourselves. I can't imagine Jesus ever playing the lottery as we know it in our culture now. Sure. Well, you know what's interesting is we, when we think about that, when people used to wear those braces, bracelets used to be real popular, and we said, what would Jesus do? Well, first, the first question we ought to ask as Christians is, what does Jesus say? Not what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. Okay, because we have um, Scripture that is our authoritative word. If the Scripture doesn't explicitly ask the question, then what does it implicitly teach us about, you know, these the principles and stuff and stewardship and all those kind of things? But then we can ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? That should, that should be a, that's a legitimate um, question in, in trying to understand how to, to think about these things. Right. But the main purpose of playing the lottery is to win money. And, and, um, and the Bible tells us, what our attitude about money is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It tells us what we're supposed to think. Like I said, um, the man who used to thieve, the Bible says, should thieve no more, should steal no more. Why? Let him work so that he might have money to spend on the lottery. Right. No, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that he should um, have money so he can go out and buy big boats and cars and live in the fancy house. It says let him go and work so that he may have money to give. Mm -hmm. That is, that's, that's amazing. Instead of taking from people, 
why don't you go out and get a job so that you can give to those in need, right? <laughs> that's the goal. So if that's the case, and, and, and the stewardship, the way that we use our money is important to God, then how is it that we could justify buying lotto tickets or playing the Super Bowl or whatever those things are called, the right. Powerball or whatever it is? Right. Um, how do we justify that kind of stuff? Because the, the Bible has is explicit that there are dangers in loving money. Right. Yes, yes. Real dangers in loving money. In fact, First uh, Timothy, chapter six, verses nine and ten says, "But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction." That's almost worth reading again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving, listen to this, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So here the warning is clear. If you love money, if you love money, it can and may very well be the instrument that drives you away from God right, and burdens you down with pangs, with pains, with sorrows, with, uh, you know, with burdens, consequences, consequences that, that you can't bear. Right. Jesus even says, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Yes. You cannot serve God in money. You can't. So... It, there's a real danger there. Um, like I said, um, I think that there's... Um, so so basically what you're saying, when you think about how to put that in some uh, concise thought, is it's spiritual... I've never sus- known a concise thought in my whole life. Well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I'm, let me I do blo- it for you. I bloviate. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Thank so, you. Okay. <laughs> so to put it in a, a concise thought that actually is not original with me, but it's spiritual suicide. Could be, yes. Yes, um, because you you put yourself in a place where the love of money uh, can become the pattern of your life and the priority of your life so that you put yourself in the consequences that come negatively to your life as a result of the love of money. So it's a, it's a spiritual suicide, the love of money and the love of ease, the love of comfort, the love of convenience, um, that is popular in our culture. I mean, we just saw that this last week. Yeah. Remember, we, we just came out of the the historical winter storm that we experienced here in Texas. We've never seen anything I'm like it. I'm still not out of it. No. I still have no water. I know. I can smell. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showers have been few and far between. Yeah, uh, three and two weeks, I, I think know. you said. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and all from somebody else's uh, benevolence and yeah. kindness. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thankful for them to be I in this room with too. you this morning. I am too. But the, my, my point is, um, we have seen just in the last week how dependent we are upon our comforts and our conveniences. And and electricity and water are good things. They are, and we um, and money is a good thing. Money is a good thing, um, but we are so dependent upon those things that we we have come to have demand, and um, we are entitled. 
Yeah. Um, and so um, they don't always um, help us spiritually if, sure. we're, if we're not careful. Well, you know, and, and, and along um, the same lines, we, we, we do tend to have dependence on things we shouldn't have dependence. But, but God gives us blessings and he gives us good things to enjoy. And it's not that money um, is not given also with the purpose of, of, of good enjoyable, pleasurable things to come from them. We as believers, it's okay for us to to enjoy... Um, electricity. Electricity, but to enjoy money and all the things, uh, many of the things rather, not all the things that can come along with it, but many of the things that can come along with having money, that those are blessings from God. It's okay mm-hmm. to spend money on, on things that are pleasurable. The problem is we have to be good stewards of that money. Right. And um, when we take... Um, Again, a thought that's not necessarily um, uh, original with me, but we, we, when we embezzle, if you will, from God, when we take from his blessing, from his providential hand, um, we, we take his, the money that he gives, and instead of using it um, in conjunction with uh, uh, what he's laid out to, to have money to give, to enjoy, to do all these other things, we take from his money. And we in, uh, we play a game of chance, if you will, hoping that we can get rich quick. You know, right. um, we we in fact steal from God, and we um, we wouldn't do it with our employer. We wouldn't go to our empl- if I'm the chief financial officer of of some corporation, and I were to be taking funds, even though I have access to those funds for the for the good of the corporation, if I were to take those funds and remove them and and apply them to my own um, self and home and family in a way that enriches me, um, I will be arrested and thrown in jail. Yes. Why would we expect that um, uh, that we can take from God's resources and and waste them on on something like that? Yes, and my whole point uh, in mentioning the convenience and the comforts that works against us in our culture mm-hmm. to try to do the get rich quick schemes. Yeah, you know, to try to to play the lottery and take our chances because. It's comfortable. It's convenient. This is an easy way to do it. And our human nature, our sin nature, leads to ease and comfort and the easy way out. I think most of the um, people who recognize their own life, even if they're not a believer, mm-hmm. recognize that. Yeah, and 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 even then, um, there's there's evidences, anecdotal type evidences. Go to the convenience store and try to buy a candy bar, mm-hmm. right? Especially if there's a mega power ball, whatever. You know, right. there's $800 billion they're going to give away this weekend or whatever. Go go and try to buy you a candy bar at the, at the gas station. You'll stand behind um, 15 people who are buying either lotto tickets or scratch-offs. They'll be buying some kind of ticket. And and if, if you'll just watch, just be a student and um, of, of, of social... Um, behavior. Just watch some people, right? Uh, anthro- be a, a student of anthropology. Just mm. watch people and their behavior and see what they do. And most of those people, um, they're not dressed real well. Most of those people will go out and get in beat up old cars. And if you were to follow on home, they go home to probably beat up old homes. Right. Okay. Um, but this is this is the biggest group of people who play. Right. Now, that's not all the people who play. 
But for the most part, this is a tax on the poor. It is a way in which the government, by the way, which only proves the the perverseness of our government, yes. that it would um, find a way to further... Um, exploit it, yeah, exploit, exploit the it, weaknesses of, of, of the poor. parts of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, right. uh, those people are playing into their own fallen nature. No one's making them spin this. Right. I mean, the fall, their desire for ease, like you just talked about, their desire for immediate wealth, their, their enraptured hearts for the things of this world motivate them to go and spend their last pennies right, on a ticket. Instead of buying bread for their children, they would go buy a ticket in hopes that next week they'll be rich. Yes. And, um, and that is a, a sad state, a, a, sta- a sad exposition of the hearts of our culture, and it is a sad statement to the, to the hearts of, of and the depravity of man and his, and his, and his right. state. And, and our democratic government knows that it can play on the um, nature uh, of people mm-hmm. and and take advantage of the people and which by the way that is just in one way there's many ways and another way is abortion um, a government sponsored abortion is working against itself mm-hmm. it, it is not a government is to provide in to protect its people mm-hmm. and when you put a state sponsored lottery out there when you abort the citizens, the babies of your own citizens, then you are working against yourself as a government, which makes no sense, which is probably another podcast. But, well, you know, when you say it, it makes me think of something else, too. The, the, when we as a culture, as, as, a, as a government, you know, as a, a controlling entity over whatever, we establish something that taxes the poor the way it does, and we play off of the depravity of their nature. Yes. We actually condemn ourselves for knowing the depravity of human nature. We are heaping up for us. Wrath against the day of wrath. Yes. Because we will claim man's not bad. Man's not evil. Right. Man's technically good. And then we'll institute something which plays on the very depraved nature so that we can enrich ourselves. And all we really do is expose ourselves as understanding that God has spoken truth. Right. I mean, that's a pragmatic um, way to think about the reasons not to play the lottery. Um in, in some regard, that is that government preying upon its own people. Um, there's some spiritual overtones there, or undertones, I should say. Um, the whole system is built on the fact that people have to lose. Yes. It's an, yeah, it's, it is. And we, and we act like, well, there again, you're talking about ego. There, I'm going to be the one who doesn't. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be the one out of uh, 500,000 million people, whatever yeah. the numbers what, are. I don't know what they are. million yeah. and a half or whatever it yeah. is. Oh, it's crazy, the, yeah. the, the statistics. And, and we act like, yeah, I'm going to be the one who beats that one. Right. We don't, we don't play those statistics with anything else. Listen, if you, um, you have a one in... 10 million chance of living if you jump out of an airplane, you know, without a parachute. You know what? I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'll be that one guy. I'll be the one who survives that <laughs> yeah. fall. Yeah. We don't play that game anywhere else, but we're going to play it with God's money. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So let's let's just bring it to an end and, and wrap it all up, uh, Philip, by thinking about the spiritual, the biblical reasons. It, it does disadvantage the poor, which God tells us explicitly to care for, to be mindful of, to not take advantage of. It does um, le- it makes illegitimate work. Um, it, it tries to yeah. uh, make uh, work delegitimize. Yeah. yeah, and it tries to uh, play. Um, against um, the spiritual um, goodness that can come by just being faithful to God and being obedient. Um, it, it is spiritual. It's suicide, as we said, to put ourselves in a place where the consequences can be negative. It exposes the depravity of man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there, may, there, there will not be an explicit verse that says don't gamble, but hopefully what we have said... And probably other texts and things that we could draw from that would give uh, more understanding. But all of this ought to help you to see that it's not worth going to buy a lottery ticket. And we really didn't even talk about just the whole stewardship angle, which no. we could. Uh, right. That would be another uh, place to go and, and consider. But you're right. I would hope that... Um, that Christians aren't aren't out buying a lot of tickets, and I had someone ask me, no joke, just maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, at, at the church, they asked me what I thought about, you know, lottery tickets, and, and, and we talked a little bit about this kind of thing. But um, I'm hoping that our people aren't buying them. I'm hoping that um, right that, uh, Christians aren't doing that. That they're thinking deeper about right. I've always jokingly said. Um, to people within the congregation, and, and probably it's not careful thinking after this discussion and trying to think about it so that we could make a podcast. I've always said, um, if you win the lottery, don't tell me. If you're going to give money to the church, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'll have to reject it if you do. Yeah, if you I, tell me. Um, but perhaps what I should say is, um, don't play the lottery. And if you do play the lottery, don't even think about giving it to the church because Christ doesn't build his church um, against his word. Yeah. You know, Abraham didn't want to be, uh, he didn't want anybody, you know, he refused uh, the riches, you know, that were offered to him from the king, right? Right. And he says, no, it's not going to be said that you made me rich. Right. You know, um, and and not that God couldn't or wouldn't use whatever funds. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. Right. But um, but the point is, is um, we, we certainly don't need the reputation that um, the church's blessing came from some kind of illegitimate lottery playing. And, and um, that, you know, God, the only reason that God hasn't forsaken the church is because they have money <laughs> right. or something to that effect. You're right. We don't, we don't need those things. Right. Well, once again, um, we appreciate you listening to this podcast, and we certainly... Um, are encouraged by any uh, ratings or reviews or shares that you would give um, uh, about the podcast. And our prayer is always that you have been blessed by this particular podcast and all the podcasts that we have done in the last couple of years. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening.